0: Amen and glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, Lord. Wow. Hey, the Bible is very clear. The day in which we're living, we're seeing it unfold right before our very eyes. People are losing it. People are coming unglued, uh, unraveled. The, the seams breaking wide open. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you right now, if I had to go back in just 10 years and, and look into the future 10 years ago, I could have never imagined how crazy uh, people would get and become in these last days. However, uh, we're here. We're going to keep the course. We're not going to quit give up. Definitely not because of little voices uh, in the land. That's for sure. Amen. Well, get your Bible out. Uh, yes, that was a dig to, to some people uh, who are just foolish, but not for you because you're wise. Get your Bible out. James chapter one. Let's get into this. I'm going to talk about the power of patience today. Oh, Wow. Hey, I, I just got a little, uh, like a little nervous quiver in my spine when I said that within my own self. The power of patience. Yes, I said patience. That's not a Italian word, patience. It's a, an English word, patience. Meaning, I've got to be calm. I've got to be uh, willing to wait. Uh, I I got to endure. You know, those are things we don't want to hear in in 2023. We're living in a fast forward society where we want things now, I want it now. I remember there was, a, I don't know, what commercial was that, Dylan? Was it like a Wendy's or something where we said, I want it now, or some kind of money commercial, I, I want my money. JG went, I want my money, and I want it now. Now, sometimes you can't have things now. Uh, sometimes you got to wait. Hey, the, in, in the incubative state of, of, of life, or of let's just say when things get in that state, Just be patient because God's doing something, adding to something, reducing, removing something that would harm you or preparing something in you to enjoy this blessing. Uh, Sometimes you just gotta wait. Let me pray over you before we get into this. Lord, thank you. May our hearts be pure before you. Uh, May we set down every uh, uh, ungodly thought. Uh, uh, May we walk in the greatest of love Uh, May we have peace. May our hearts be full of joy. But, Lord, more than anything, may we have discernment. May we have eyes to see, ears to hear, a holy perception to see beyond. May the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit be in operation of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, glory to God. Once again, get your Bibles out. Let's get into James Uh, Chapter One. I got a lot I want to cover with you today, but James, Chapter One, one through five, says James, a bond servant. I'm reading out of the Amplified. James, a bond servant of God and of the Holy Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve Hebrew tribes scattered abroad, abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion. Greetings and rejoice. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith. Now underline this because patience has a lot to do with faith. Uh, through the years, a lot of faith teachers uh, have tried to reduce two extremely important elements of faith. One being patience, and the other extremely important element of faith is being hope. And we've tried to reduce those two like the ugly stepsister. But this would be like a set of triplets rather than two ugly stepsisters. The three, faith, uh, hope, and patience, need each other badly. So here he says, uh, three, once again, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance. Now, in the Amplified, he changes the word patience with endurance, so we can use those two words synonymously. i read it again, verse 3, Amplified. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces patience or we can say endurance leading to spiritual maturity. So patience leads you or creates a spiritual maturity. We were talking about this the other day. Uh, Dylan does a lot in the ministry, but we've really been working on our our people who come first time guests, uh, how to get return guests, how to keep people that are supposed to be here. We want to keep people that are called here. And those who aren't called here, we want to get them to their called place. Uh, but uh, we we're talking about the different couples, different families. And when I read this, Dylan, I was thinking uh, people come, they hang around two or three weeks, and then they leave. A couple things happening here. Number one, they, they don't have a married mindset. They don't know how to get married. They know how to date. And they all just want to date the preacher, date the church. But uh, here the Bible says that a patient person, let's just read it again, a, a patient uh, person has spiritual maturity. So if anybody comes into the church and they want to minister week one or be in ministry week one, they're they're spiritually immature because the Bible says, if you're spiritually mature, you understand patience. So, hey, pastors, let me help you. Someone walks in your church and they're sent there, quote unquote on assignment to help you. Remember this, the church started without them. This church got to the place you are without them, and the church will live whether or not they stay. But be very careful with people that won't be patient with you. Be very careful with people that come in and demand a spot, demand ministry, demand a, a title. No, 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 no. Just just put them to the side and see where they really are. They can say they're a lot. A lot of people have good, you know, good verbiage. They talk real good, high accolades of themselves, but you can see within this scripture if they don't have patience, they're reduced to spiritual immaturity. So be careful of that. But the Bible says patience will will build up a spiritual maturity. I want to be mature in the things of God. So sometimes we just got to be patient. Amen. I know it's hard, you know, especially when when there's. Be careful with patience and endurance and desperation, you know. I, I, there is. Some biblical keys points to moving in desperation, but that kind of outweighs or or, or moves faith out of the way. Instead of being desperate, be in faith. Uh, Faith produces desperation will cause you to do things that you wouldn't if it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, there. So be very careful with desperation and faith. Uh, All right, let's go a little further in this. Four, and let endurance patience have its perfect result, And do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith lacking nothing. It kind of looks like to me that in reducing patience from the operation of faith, we have like this sense of false faith, and we never receive the promise of God because we won't endure in the time frame that God has set before us. Maybe uh, kind of just look around, look in your own life. How many times have you started st- something in, in quote unquote faith, but you haven't obtained it because you didn't have patience, so you just kind of moved on to something else or forgotten about it? Uh, why don't you get some endurance? Why don't we just uh, just hang on? Let, let's say this. Are we getting true patience? That it, it, True patience takes the, the, the thing off the, the, the calendar of man. Like, like true patience says, I believe God, that settles it. I don't need a calendar. I don't need a timeline. I don't need to know how many years. I don't need to know how many weeks. Uh, I believe God, and that settles it, and that's the end of it. That's There's a power uh, in that. Can somebody please say amen? Now, Hebrews 11, let's just jump real quick. Hebrews 11, 1, Amplified. Now, faith is the insurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen. The convictions of the reality faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical sense. For by this kind of faith, men of old gained divine approval. Now the Bible even tells us in, in uh, Hebrews 11, the Hall of Faith chapter, that these men started in faith, ended in faith, but they never obtained the fullness of their faith. How could that be? If if the the the, the The pinnacle of faith people are listed in chapter 11, and they said they began in faith, they stayed in faith, but they never received the fullness of their faith, but they still didn't quit. What in the world? Well, this shows an extreme endurance or patience that they believed beyond what they saw, and it didn't take saying to settle what they believed. When you simply believe and trust in God, it doesn't matter uh, time frame it doesn't matter time it doesn't matter if or if it doesn't happen uh, you just trust believe that God is faithful and the rest is history can someone say once again amen to that let me give you some bible stories uh, for you just to help you Elisha Elijah some of you have heard the story if you've been around here I-, I teach it all the time Elijah calls elisha as a young man cast his mantle on him uh, there was something in that mantle uh, he picks it up, chases after Elisha. I, I like saying this, Dylan, because I think a lot of time we get the right, wrong idea about this story. This is an extreme story of humility and honor uh, with Elisha. Uh, Elisha senses something in the spirit. He begins to pursue this man of God. Now, we don't know if he knew him. We don't know if he was the family's prophet. Uh, we, I mean, obviously he was known, but we don't know you know, how, how much in relationship they were. All we know, know is he set down his life. <clears throat> he said, I'm going to set down and put my business to the side. He had cattle, uh, oxen. He was plowing. So he had field. He was in agriculture. He was a farmer of some sort. He said, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff. So it cost him money. Cost him his family. I'm going to leave my family. I'm going to pursue this man of God. What the Bible doesn't tell us, there there was no formal meeting between Elisha and Elijah. There was no guarantee, no contract from Elijah to Elisha that if you follow me, I'll pay you this. If you follow me in so many years, you'll become this. If you follow me, I'll give you the microphone. If you follow me, you'll get a title. There was none of that. In, In today's society... Uh, you know, it's like I hear pastors say they get all these contracts. They got to give all these titles all, to get people to follow them where well, they're not called by God. These are simply hirelings. This man, Elisha, said, I am going to follow the call of God on your life. I sense it's there. I don't. And it, it, he didn't say I'll follow you for so long. It was almost like Elisha said, I'll follow you indefinitely. You have to don't don't do anything for me. You don't promise me anything, man of God. You being a man of God, allowing me to follow you is enough for me. Come on, where's, where, where's that hard at in today's society? Where are those young ministers in today's society? Uh, say amen or something. I don't know. He followed them six years, the Bible says, or we can get that, that six years from biblical timeline. At the sixth year, uh, Elijah senses or knows something in the spirit as the prophetic prophets see. And he says, hey, uh, what do you want from me when I leave? And Elisha had obviously been thinking about this. Maybe he had the, the pre-prophetic you know, anointing on him. And he said, man of God, if you just give me your, your, a double portion of your anointing when you leave. Elisha, you asked a hard thing. However, if you see me, now that, word, that phrase, see me, meant if you stay the course, be patient. Uh, don't get antsy. Don't get ahead of the, 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 uh, the program, the operation of faith and if you see me or you're still serving me or you're still with me in humility and honor when I leave now I didn't say when he didn't say it's going to be a couple of weeks a couple of days it could have been 20 years but he said if you remain like this when I leave let me just add this in God always has an appointed time and his appointed time is beyond our ability to know Dylan listen to that God always has an appointed time and it's always beyond our ability to know uh, honor uh, endurance produces longevity. Rather, endurance produces longevity. Longevity will always reflect honor. Uh, when you operate in honor, God's timeline will show up at at the perfect time, and it's beyond your ability to know. People think, "My God, I deserve something." Be quiet. Don't talk like that. That's, that comes from the realm of pride. You deserve nothing. God deserves everything. He gave His life for you. Didn't you give your life for God? A lot of people say, "I give everything to God." No, you don't. I see your lives. Uh, God, uh, everything, all that we are belong to God. God has a time, an appointed time, a suddenly uh, for your life, but you'll never uh, contract, you'll, you'll never encounter that moment if you get out of patience or endurance. I like what Paul said. Paul said, man I, I've set myself, I've set my mind with the idea of running a marathon. I know I'm not simply running a sprint, but but I've set uh, within myself, I'm going to run this marathon. Therefore, in running a marathon, what he said is, uh, I, I may not obtain, but I'm going to run like I'm running a marathon. I'm going to keep on running no matter what happens. That's true endurance or patience. Amen. Let me go a little further with this. Uh, we can go with Abraham and Isaac. In Genesis 12, 1 through 5, God initially comes to Abraham, Abram and Sarah. They're 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 in the Sarai, they're in the uh, his father's uh, land and or uh, the Chaldees, and God comes to him and says, "Leave your parents, leave your father, go into the land. I'll show you, and I'll make you father of many nations." Abraham obeys. Now, as Abraham obeys God, a lot takes place from the time he leaves till the time he had Isaac, the promised child. Uh, we go from Genesis twelve to Genesis seventeen. God revisits them. This is after he gave birth to Ishmael in disobedience, out of patience. He gives birth to Ishmael, and then God comes again and says, Abraham, I said, and God renews his covenant. Genesis 17, 1 through 17 reminds Abraham of the covenant, and he says, now I'm not going to do it for you. See, God was going to do this for him, Dylan. Uh, Abram and Sarah, uh, God was going to do this supernatural thing for them because he promised them. But at this point, Sarah laughs they mock God in a sense, and God says, now you're going to do it for yourselves in faith. And he changes their names from Abraham, Abram to Abraham, from Sarai to Sarah. Uh, Abraham and Sarah, both meaning the father and mother of many. And it was their job to speak it in to existence. Every time Abraham called his wife, he called in the the child Isaac, or the future of Isaac. Every time uh, Sarah called Abraham, she called in the future God's promise, Isaac. And after twenty-five plus years, they produced the promise—the promise of God—and that was an Isaac. Patience. They had to stay the course. The course isn't always smooth. We can see a rough road in in the course of Abraham and Sarah. We can see where they got weak in faith, but the Bible says in Romans 4 that he got away from weak faith, and he became strong in faith, and he endured the promise of God. Uh, someone needs to just say, patience out there. Say this, there's still time for me. He was not, They were 99 and 100 years old, and God still produced the promise. There's still time for you uh, today, Amen. Joshua, this is another one that gets me. Joshua, at thirty to forty years old, Dylan. Joshua goes in, spies the land under the assignment of God, the anointing of God. At thirty to forty, uh, he spies out the land, but he doesn't enter into the land till he was sixty-nine to seventy-nine. So it's forty years. Uh, it took Joshua to enter into to the land that he said yes to in the beginning, but he didn't get. He didn't quit on God. How can he stay? What, what's the power of longevity in his life? He had patience. He had endu- endurance. And let me add this in because I said in the beginning, this is important. He had hope or a confidence in God. Faith always needs patience and faith always needs hope. Yeah, those three together are an unstoppable uh, force. Amen. Hey, how about one out there for the women? Hannah. Hannah, all she wanted was a child. That's all she wanted from God. Prayed, 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 God, give me a child. Prayed, God, give me a child. Uh, She had a husband. I don't remember his name. like Elkar or Elkarka or something like that. But she had a husband, and the husband had another wife. And the wife used to mock and make fun of Hannah because she didn't have a child. And, And Hannah would not quit. The Bible said in Isaiah 1, 10 through 11, Hannah prayed, 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 and said, God, if you give me this child, I'll give him to you and he'll live for you all of his days. And she gave birth uh, to Samuel. Uh, Glory to God. What a beautiful story. Uh, Let me give you this one here. This one, I'll give you some time uh, frame and some numbers. Are you ready for this out there? Patience, come on now. Uh, Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James 1, 1 through 3 or 1 through 4. Uh, Become a person of endurance, a person of spiritual maturity and waiting on the promise of God. When God promises it and you conceive the promise, you now have waiting power, staying power. In conception, you have waiting or staying power. Only believe. David, King David, this, these numbers are, are ages, Dylan, are pretty cool. King David is born in Bethlehem, 1035 B.C. It's funny because you remember he gets older and he he, he says to his, his mighty men, his battlemen, if I could just have a drink from the wells of Bethlehem. Jesus, the offspring of David from Bethlehem. So David, uh, 1035 B.C., born in Bethlehem. 1025, 10 years old, Samuel goes to the town of Bethlehem. David's 10 years old, uh, 10 to 12 years old, when Samuel goes and finds Jesse and says, Jesse, where's the the, the anointed one? And he goes against David, the ruddy one, out in the field, 10 to 12 years old, said, here's the future king. Anoints David. Then we go 1023, Uh, David serves as the minstrel for Saul. He's twelve to fourteen years old, and he's serving as the minstrel, the psalmist, to bring peace to the king. Let's go a little further now. The point I'm trying to make is he's called at twelve years old, but he's not the king till many years later. And there, there, there's an action. Uh, called by God of him. There's a lifestyle. There's something he has to do to to walk in the path of righteousness for all these years to obtain the promise of God. So let's go a little further. 1023 becomes the minstrel. 1020, 14 to 16 years old, he comes on the battlefield, and he kills the giant that no one else could kill. We go a little further. Uh, King Saul fires David from his courts, makes him the commander uh, in his army. So he goes from minstrel after he kills Goliath to 20 to 24, 25 years old. He becomes a general in the army of Saul. Now, we know what happens after that. The people are shouting, Saul's killed thousands. David has killed his 10,000s, and Saul begins to get jealous. Well, we can continue on, and and David, it takes him another uh, 20 years. He gets another, uh, rather, six years to become... Uh, threatened by Saul, so 26 to 28, he's threatened by Saul. Finally, at 35 years old, he comes into his own, David. So you're you're talking about 35ish years of walking in faith, walking in God, believing the call of God on his life. God doesn't owe you anything now. Uh, God's give, give all his promises are now. The Bible says his promises are yes and amen. Uh, that the, the promises of yes and amen means yes. If you can find the promise, and you're a child of God, you're an heir or a covenant to the to God to the promise. So it belongs to you. The only question is, it's a matter of time. Uh, what, what's it? Do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think, Dylan, that God is a a God of perfection in all things? The answer is yes. He's an infinite God. He's the God of the creative God of all things. He knows everything. He's perfect every time. He never misses anything. Uh, uh, To to a hundred thousandths of a a thing, he's always perfect, uh, spot on all the time. Do you think, uh, you know, or how could we think that we believe, but we're not receiving and God had to have missed it? No, he doesn't have that on his record. He doesn't have a strike on his record. He doesn't have a strikeout, a foul ball. He doesn't have these. Are, he doesn't have an out on his record. He's perfect all the time. So what's the problem? Either I'm out of faith. Uh, I'm missing something. Or I've reduced, you know, uh, patience. I've I've kicked patience out. So I'm not even on the path of righteousness to receive the promise of God. I've gotten out of hope, so now the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So I'm now, you know, my being now is like downtrodden or weighted burdened down because I'm waiting for something that's not even coming. You just got to get to the place where you say, I don't care if I'm 30, I don't care if I'm 40, I don't care if I'm 50, 60, 70. If God promised it to me, I will obtain it. Or let, let me look, let me read this again. Hebrews. I hope I'm helping somebody. It feels like. We're going real fast and we're almost out of time. Let me give you two two more scriptures and and we'll, we'll, we'll finish. Amen. Hey, shout amen in your car, wherever you're watching from. You're being a little too quiet today. Your house, the coffee shop, just shout amen in Jesus' mighty name. Hebrews 11, glory to God forever. We see all these people by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, Moses, by faith, uh, we got Rahab by faith. Oh, It says now, it even says I don't have enough time uh, to list all these things that, that I've seen in faith in the lion's mouth. Uh, shut, uh, where am I trying to get, Dylan? Hold on, give me a second. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the full promise of, of God, God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. So they didn't even receive the fullness of it, but they never quit. And they're written in the hall of faith. Like for us, if we don't receive it, we've been taught that we got to, we got to go back to the drawing board. We got to make something up. We got to tell some of the people why we didn't receive it. We got, we got to say something. We always got to have an answer for something. Why not just trust God? And let every, the chips fall where they may. Amen. Let me give you five scriptures in closing concerning patience. Romans 5 3 through 5 in the Amplified. It said, Not only this, but with joy let us exalt in our suffering and rejoice in our hardships, knowing that hardships, distress, pressure, trouble produce patience and endurance. Uh, verse 4. And endurance proven character proves and creates spiritual maturity. And proven character produces hope, a confident assurance of eternal salvation, such a hope in God's promises that God's promises never disappoint us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Oh, man, that's powerful. You need to meditate that later. Isaiah 40, 30 through 1. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord. Come on now, let me say that again. But they, you're going to faint, you're going to get weary. Young men are going to fail. They're going to fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 NLT. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of the weak. Be patient with everyone. Come on, everybody say that out loud. Be patient with everyone. Amen. Galatians 6.9. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. This is in the NLT, Galatians 6, 9, New Living Translation. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap the harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You're just the right time, maybe tomorrow. You're just the right time maybe next week. And if it is, chances are Satan's going to do everything he can the next 20 hours, the next you know six days to get you from operating or obtaining that just the right time or the fullness of it. James 5, 7, and 8. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient. And stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Uh, Final scripture, Ecclesiastes 7, 8, NIV. The end of a matter is better than the beginning. Let me say that again. The end of the matter is better than the beginning. And patience is better than pride. There's an extreme God power to patience. There's a power in patience for you. Uh, Once again, in patience is staying power. uh, No quit power. A longevity that produces the blessing of God. In longevity, uh, you'll remain, and you'll 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 end up. God will produce to you through you in you rather, uh, the promises, and you're going to obtain in that. Can someone please say Amen? Let me encourage you: to be patient. Don't let anybody get you out of patience. I'd say this, Dylan: uh, uh, Satan, demons, are on an assignment in people. Uh, lost people, to get God's people out of patience. Because if he can get God's people out of patience, he can get them from receiving God's promise. So you just kind of got to ignore some people. You got to just remove yourself from some situations and stay with God and always trust God. Until next time, I love you. God is faithful. He's just. He's true. And the promises of God are always yes and amen. Uh, Pastor Rich, until next time, be blessed.